Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Today we hear about 6 months of living with a monster of an entitled father. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my parents disown me, push me away, my mother takes my money, and then asks me to lend her money. So, this happened within years. So, when I was young, my parents got divorced. I don't remember that. I was maybe three. When I was about six, I was living with my mom until I was about nine. So, me, my mom, and my brother moved to a new apartment. I was about seven, ready to start first grade. Soon after, as much as I remember, a guy started living there, but as you would expect, he wasn't a good guy. He used to emotionally and physically abuse us, and my mother would mostly just watch. The guy was around in his late 40s to early 50s. I hated living there, so I reported to my school, don't really remember how that happened, and soon I was sent to my father. I lived there for about 5 months, before on Easter my mother asked if I wanted to go to my grandma, her mother. I said that I didn't want to go, but my father said I should go, so I went. They said it's just going to be for Easter. I agreed, so I went there. Everything was good until everyone started going home. For me, they said, oh, you'll stay here. And of course, me as a nine-year-old, I threw a fit because I wanted to go back, but they didn't let me. Soon after, I started going to school there. My sisters and my brother were still living with my mother at that time. I was living with my grandma unwillingly. I didn't have anywhere else to go. I lived there until I was in the 12th grade and I was kicked out. It had been about a month since my 18th birthday. Also, I really can't blame her. I don't really remember the reason why she kicked me out, but I know that it was minor. I really can't blame her. She had cancer. I won't lie, she was the closest one to me and it still haunts me. Also, saying that word gives me memories and makes me feel bad. That's enough for backstory. So, in 7th grade, I was around 13. I was in like a tournament in woodworking, I think that's what it's called. I got first place in around 30 euros. Our country that year was changing currency, I'm from Eastern Europe. I spent around 5 euros and took the 25 euros with me when I went to my mom for summer. As soon as I got there, I trusted her with the 25 euros. I told her to give me any if I ask and I didn't ask for the whole summer. I'd found something I liked and I asked her for my money to buy it and she said no. I already bought you stuff for school with that money. I said, well, I do appreciate that, but I didn't ask you to do that. Please return me my money. She said the same thing, and we got into an argument, because when my sister needed money, she gave her that money from her own pocket. I was really upset and returned to my grandma. Never again I trusted her with my money or anything, because every time she would tell her partner, by the way, who is a heavy alcoholic, physical, mental, and emotional abuser, My mother never really contacted me and never really does, except when she needs money because her partner won't even provide for his family. She got two kids from him, a boy and a girl. He used that money to buy alcohol and cigarettes. He did buy some food for himself, but mostly ate everything. But if someone touched his food, he went crazy and used to yell at us, insult us, and of course, hit us. So after I was kicked out, I lived at my mom's place for about a week, then I went abroad. 
Now I'm in the Netherlands, so I did went back a few times, but mostly returned here. I visited my mom a few times, but mostly stayed at my home, some rental place. So every few months she messages me something like, Hi, how are you? How's money? Can you lend me so and so euros I need for food? Well, most of the time, if I have money, I send it to her, but I've realized that she messages me only when she needs money. I feel like it's my obligation to do that, but I've told her many times that she should ask my brother. He left school, didn't even graduate ninth grade, which is the minimum. He started working at about age 16 and has never paid for anything except for his alcohol. He still lives with my mom, he's 19. This year, in about March, I spoke with my dad. He told me that after I was sent to my grandma, my mother was asked if she wanted me to live with her. She refused, so basically she disowned me, but still I have contact with her, very minimal. I do want to cut all contact with all my family. I don't hate them, I just feel like a bank, like a tool. I've thought hard about this. I'm talking to my therapist about this. They don't think that it's a good idea, but I'm not even doubting myself. I feel that in that way, I would be more happier. Now all the time, I just feel depressed. I have to admit, I've asked money for my mom myself, usually not huge amounts, and she does give that money back for the most part. Also, I'm transgender, male to female, and I think that by starting this new chapter in my life, I want to leave the old life behind me and never look back. Honestly, in my opinion, I feel like OP's mom never even really was a true mom to OP. They just willingly passed them off, took their money, asked for only money in return. Is there really any value lost by going little to no contact with them? I mean, it already sounds like you're pretty much little contact. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my parents don't like my boyfriend, so they gave me an ultimatum. Looking for experience and opinions, all are welcome. I'll try to make a long story short. I'm an only child and my current boyfriend and I have been dating for 6 years, starting when I was 19 and he was 20. We met at junior college where we started dating, and after that we went to different UCs but within an hour of each other. My parents met him early on by joining us at dinner. Everything seemed to go well. Then soon after, we went to his parents' house who live about 2 hours from my parents so I could meet his family. And after learning this, my mom told me how hurt she was that we didn't come to see them too. I expressed that this weekend was for me to meet his family, but it was clear that she felt almost betrayed. Fast forward, my parents invited me up to our cabin and my boyfriend joins. We take my car because it was already loaded with laundry, etc. After we arrive, my dad pulls me aside and pretty much quietly yells at me how wrong it is that I drove and that we took my car. He's the man, he should be driving, blah blah blah. This started everything going forward on a sour note. The cabin is in Tahoe, it gets cold in the winter. So my boyfriend wore a sweatshirt with his hood up during some of the time at the cabin. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. My parents, to this day, cite this as weird and rude as well as a reason they don't like him. As we continue our relationship, it's clear that my parents just don't like him, but they can't really give up what I would call good or justifiable reasons. They'll say he's just not a good fit for the family. They don't tell me to stop dating him because they can't, I'm an adult, but they do tell me that I need to keep them and him separate. They don't really want to hear about him and he's not welcome at their house or cabin. He's never cheated on me, abused me, he has no drug problems, etc. Nothing that a normal parent would cite as a problem. Eventually, it became an ultimatum given to me by my parents. They would tell me that if you continue to date him, eventually it will either be him or us and you'll have to choose. Among other things, they would tell me that he'd never be an attorney, which is what he wanted to do, and insinuating that he probably wouldn't be much of anything at all. After undergrad, I started working at a financial firm. He graduated from undergrad at UC Berkeley and was accepted to law school across the country. We were always very serious about each other and made the decision to do long distance until he graduated and moved back to California. My boyfriend since graduated from a law school, moved home and took the bar last month. Now, six years into our relationship, I call my parents and tell them that we're going to be moving in together. About 20 minutes later, I get a text from my mom saying that she doesn't want to rain on my parade but that this path excludes her and my dad from my future. That they love me but they can't be in my life if I choose to be with my boyfriend. I told them I would never understand. Since then, they've sent me more and more text messages saying stuff like, we feel like we're losing our daughter, this is heartbreaking, etc. And all at the same time, including that this is my choice and my fault. I texted my parents that I thought my boyfriend and I should come over and talk. That texting about this kind of thing is stupid, but not to be patronized or belittled and if it turned to screaming that we would leave. My parents then replied that they wanted to see me face to face to talk, but that my boyfriend isn't allowed. My boyfriend even called my father the night of the initial, we can't be a part of your life text, to try and talk or meet up and see if there was a way to talk through any legitimate concerns. My dad did not answer and responded until a week plus later, only to text them that they haven't ever really liked him, that he wants to work through it with me alone and it's mine and my boyfriend's fault for not trying to address things earlier. Among other ridiculous reasons to not like my boyfriend were, Berkeley isn't a man's college. One time at college, my professor lost my final exam, and when I found out via my final grades and was frantically calling her to figure out what happened, my parents told my boyfriend, see, this is why we didn't want her to have a boyfriend in college. They've found ways to blame him for everything. The only thing that ever had any merit was that he wasn't working yet. Well, this was because he was going to school to be a lawyer. Apparently marrying someone who will make a lot of money is a bad thing. My boyfriend is the nicest, most calm and peaceful person ever, and he loves me more than anything. But apparently their pride is more important than being wrong and accepting him. I guess I'm just trying to figure out if this is normal, or if it's as wrong as it feels to my boyfriend and I. A million percent, it's completely as wrong as it feels. At some point after six years of dealing with this, 
I would start giving them an ultimatum and say, either you can swallow your pride and accept that you were wrong about this, get over it, you don't even have to apologize, just move past it and begin to accept him, or we're going to have pretty much near no relationship because it's unbearable that you can't accept such a wonderful person. You can't get over this wall of irrational bias that you've put up. Our next story is, my mom hit me with an insult that sort of just destroyed me. I'm a 17 year old only child. My mom has been having a rough time lately. She's been trying for relationships with men and they haven't been working out. She keeps trying but just like clockwork, eventually it all turns to crap. Even so, I've been trying my best to be her cheerleader because I know she needs it. Even today, she had to write a letter to cut somebody off, and I know that was a difficult thing for her to do, so I tried my best to encourage her. Even in saying this, I don't want to make myself out to be a saint. I don't do everything I know I'm supposed to do. I have a really bad memory, so most times I forget to do chores that my mom says or I just don't have the motivation to. I'm very disorganized and I claim that fact. For a while, when I first organized something, it looks nice of course. For example, my room. But after a bit it gets messy and junky and it piles up. Then one day I get a burst of energy to clean it and this cycle continues over and over. With dishes, for some time I'd clean them without being asked, but that didn't last long since I lost motivation. And as for the trash, I usually forget to take it out when it's trash day. I don't want to make my mom out as a saint either though. A lot of the stuff I know I deserve because I know I don't try hard enough, but there are times where she just makes me angry and sad. She thinks she owns me just because she birthed me and that she has the right to do whatever she wants and I have proof of it. It doesn't get me that she does and attempts to do physical harm, it's when she insults me or yells at me. For example, I didn't collect the trash and put it on the curb in the morning because I got distracted and decided to take a shower. It got dark and I hadn't done the trash, so I decided to just do it in the morning. I ended up oversleeping and I got woken up to my mom screaming. She was mad because the trash was already pretty full and now we had to wait another week. Maybe I'm just being sensitive, but I didn't think it was that serious. In the end, I know situations like that could have been avoided if I planned better, but I'm horrible at that too. But the whole meaning of the post is what's down below. Today, a couple hours after I got home, plus the letter situation, she called me down and told me I never do what I'm supposed to do. So she basically called me lazy, which is her go-to. She was reorganizing stuff in the kitchen because she said I didn't do it right. Then she said I didn't put anything back right, that I'm supposed to make her life easier by doing what I'm supposed to do, which is fair, I guess. Some of the stuff she was reorganizing wasn't stuff I put up, though. Then she started to say she has mental health issues, like always, and that she's trying her best. I'm not putting her mental health to the side because I know it's a real thing, and that mental health is fragile. It's just that she uses that as her point in almost every argument. She doesn't know, and I'd never let her know, but I struggle with my mental health too. And after what she said, she made things worse for me and I resorted with a bad coping mechanism. The insult she used that made me shut down was, you kinda just exist. I know the insult might seem lame, but the statement really stabbed me in the heart. It's something I use as an insult to myself, but to hear my mom say it, hurt. I used a bad coping mechanism in the end. I thought I was doing well. I'm not gonna lie, a lot of what OP described, I kind of sympathize with. 
from times as a kid, I've been yelled at, I've been called lazy and worthless. I've been called a slob before by people who probably should not be saying that to me. I've always had the hardest time properly planning and executing things. To be honest, I've never gotten any actual professional help, but I definitely feel like there would be some stuff uncovered if I did. With OP's parents saying that they have mental health issues and they're working on it, I would hope maybe that creates an avenue for OP to explore and see about maybe looking for some assistance for themselves as well. This next story is, so I may know why my stepmom hates me. Hello everyone, I hope you're all doing well. I've been stuck at home for the last month due to a concussion, and during that month I've been doing a lot of thinking about why my stepmom and father hated me so much, and it has to do with my religion. My religion is Nordic, basically Odin, Loki, Thor, the bunch. From what I understand, a certain symbol in the Nordic religion, the Christians see as satanic or something. I accidentally brought it up when we went out one night. It was dinner and we were waiting on our food. The place we were at was doing a trivia sort of thing and the set of questions was about the Vikings. The crap show of a conversation ensued. I gave the correct answer five times in a row. Stepmother asked, how do you know so much about this? I said, well, I've been reading about it a lot recently. She said, okay, why are you studying it? I said, it seems interesting and it's what I believe in. The whole table went quiet besides my sister. She was busy humming away and coloring. Stepmother said, what the freak is wrong with you? I said, what? I can't believe in what I want to? I'm not your freaking doll. I'm a human and I'm allowed to believe in whatever I want to. My stepmom raised a fist to me. My dad just sat there not doing a good dang thing. She told me we would talk when we got home, and she never talked to me for the rest of the night. I heard her screaming in a drunken rage that night. After that day, everything just changed. Suddenly, I got double the amount of responsibilities, but with half the freedom, and she would always give me death glares whenever it was her and me alone. And I wasn't allowed to be in my room whenever it was her and me alone too. That's the best thing I can think of for why she hated me so much. Hopefully you all have a wonderful time and enjoy the post. See you in the comments. What I don't understand about all of this is why does that restrict you being alone? Is it so she like can keep an eye on you so you don't fall further into the Nordic religion on your own or something? To try and protect you from your own interests and beliefs? I'd much rather if she, for the rest of your life, on every birthday and Christmas just gave you a Bible, than rather hamper your experience growing up. This next story is, Entitled Mother Thinks That Toy Her Kid Stole Belongs To Him Now. So, about 10 years ago, when I was in 3rd grade, I had an Optimus Prime action figure. I carried it everywhere I went. One day, I decided to bring it to my 3rd grade classroom. This is where the story starts. Selfish child says, whoa, cool toy. I said, oh, thanks, I got it last week. They say, can I play with it? I say, um, sure, here. I hand him the toy. Just make sure to give it back. Selfish child says, "Mm mm-hmm, totally absorbed by the toy, not really listening. So selfish child keeps the toy for the rest of the day. I'm fine with this because I know that no matter what, I'll just get it back at the end of the day. Though, one weird thing I notice is that he's telling other kids that it's his toy and that he's being very rough with it. So, through the rest of the day, he keeps it, and now it's finally the end of the day. I ask him for the toy back, and he asks if he can bring it home. I say no, and he gives it back, but he doesn't seem very happy about it. His mom picks him up, and my dad picks me up. Fast forward to the next day, I bring the toy to school again today because I didn't really get to play with it at all the day before. 
I play with it a bit too much and the teacher tells me to put it away, so I put it in my cubby, and while I do, I see selfish child eyeing it. At recess, I go outside and play with my friends. By the time I get back, I notice my toy isn't there. I walk into class confused at where it went and see selfish child playing with it. When he sees me, he quickly puts it away and pretends like he doesn't see me. I said, hey, selfish child, can I have my toy back? They said, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, I saw you playing with it, please give it back. Them yelling, I don't have your dumb toy. By now, the teacher's noticed us and is walking over. The teacher said, boys, what's going on? Selfish child said, OP's yelling at me and saying that I stole his toy. This teacher absolutely hated me because I spaced out a lot during class due to my ADHD. The teacher said, well, did you? The selfish child said, no, I didn't steal it. The teacher said, well, then it's settled. OP, you have detention tomorrow at lunch for accusing selfish child of stealing from you. By now, I'm just sitting there crying because this kid stole my toy and is getting away with it as well as having me be punished for it. I wait until the end of the day for my dad to pick me up. On the car ride home, I tell him everything that happened, and he tells me that I should ask Selfish Child back for the toy tomorrow. For the next four days, I ask him back for it. The first two days, he just denied having it, and the last two, he just says he doesn't have to give it back because it's his now. You see, it turns out I was actually transferring schools because of how fair to me the one I currently went to was. The only problem was that selfish child still had my toy. After I transfer, I tell my dad that I never got my toy back, and he's furious. After my school ends, he drives over to my old school and confronts Entitled Mother. Dad says, excuse me Entitled Mother, but I think your child has a toy he took from my son, points at the stolen toy which Entitled Kid is carrying. The Entitled Mother says, oh sorry, you're mistaken, that's my son's toy. Dad said, um, but he took it from my son. She says, so? So it's not his. What do you mean? Of course it's his. Your son made him steal it by forcing him to play with it, basically just rubbing it in his face. Dad says, entitled mother, please just give it back to OP. No, your son is a rotten child who forced selfish child to steal. My child deserves it for all that OP has put him through. My dad is a very nice guy and you can tell he really didn't want to argue with Entitled Mother. Please, Entitled Mother, just give OP his toy back. She says, no, it's selfish child's. By now, they've made enough of a scene that other parents have started to gather around. It turns out that a bunch of other kids have also been stolen from by selfish child. Entitled Mother is scrambling for an excuse and just ends up trying to blame me and my dad for bullying her son into stealing from other kids. Nobody believes a word she says and she's forced to give me my toy back. Although Selfish Child doesn't give it up easily, kicking and screaming like a little goblin. In the end, the principal ended up hearing about Entitled Mother and Selfish Child's behavior and ended up having Selfish Child suspended for three weeks for stealing from multiple kids. He also has Selfish Child return all the things he stole from other kids, which totaled to more than $300 worth of stuff. In the end, I got my toy back an entitled mother and selfish child got exposed for who they truly are. How terrible is this school if this was happening not only to OP but multiple other people? So surely there was multiple reports about specifically this one kid being the problem and they didn't do anything about it until like there was a union formed essentially. Our next story is the six months of living with my monster of an entitled father 
after dropping out of college. Hello, felt like telling more about my entitled father, more specifically the six months of me living under his roof? Context, by this time I was 19 years old, so it would be about 10 years ago this day. Sadly dropped out of college within months of starting because of a variety of problems, mostly from depression and stress that wasn't helped by my mom trying to tell me what to do. My mom and dad were long divorced by this point. I ended up moving to my dad's who at the time had zero internet at the home. It was, in the words of my dad, punishment for me throwing away my one chance at being useful to this world and I worked as a cashier at a restaurant chain in the nearby town. My dad lived and still lives out in the country. I would say things were rather uneventful but he made sure that wouldn't be the case by being his usual entitled father self. Some of these things were brief and usual, like him screaming at me for doing anything leisurely instead of working 24-7, like watching TV or going for a walk like he does when he's off work, or belittling me for trying to start drawing as a hobby, calling it a sissy thing. Here's some of the extreme things he did in those six months. One of the first things he did was shortly after I got my job, Things were going relatively well at the job despite one woman who found me just as pathetic as my dad did. Thank God she wasn't in any management positions and that the manager and boss didn't like her behavior any more than I did. And some customers calling me the R word for making some errors. However, as par for the course of a part-time job, even back then, I wasn't working much and wasn't getting that much money. I did have a talk with the boss about the hours and about how some days she'll send me home early if there was no business, but she said it was something she had to do. When I told my dad, he wasn't happy. He told me I had to make her give me more hours. I told her that if she said she can't, then she can't. He suddenly punched the wall right next to me and had the glare that I've come to recognize at the I'm going to hurt you if you make me angrier look, so now I was scared for my well-being. He told me that now that he got me scared, I'm willing to do whatever he wanted to keep myself safe. He then went on a rant about how real men get what they want by making promises to hurt and kill. You hurt and kill those who stand in your way. You hurt and kill those you don't like. You hurt and kill those who hold you back. If you don't do that, son, then you're not a man. You're a mistake. Although I didn't tell my manager what he did, I did tell her that he might go to her angry once he finds out she has to send me home early if business is dead. She simply said that if he does so, or if he bruises me up, she'll call the cops and she told him that directly. I was punished by being given sudden rent that cost most of my monthly amount of paychecks. Next, how I almost died from his negligence. He's one of those country folk who heats up the house with a furnace, you know? Those big cube-like iron things that are like a combination of fireplace and heater. Yeah, one of those. Well, on this day I had a night shift and my dad was going to be out of the area until very late due to work. So my grandpa, his dad, offered to take me to work and back. I was enjoying the day to myself, doing what I wanted, watching whatever was on TV that caught my eye, drawing or at least attempting to draw some doodles, playing games, etc. By the time it got to the afternoon I found I was oddly sleepy. So I decided to lay on the bed and close my eyes for an hour or two, just enough time to get a bit more energy in me for a potentially busy night. The local high school was having a game that night, and every game night was a busy night, but also so that I'll have plenty of time to get ready. I closed my eyes and was shaken awake by my grandpa, who looked absolutely relieved that I was conscious. In my blurry state, I heard an alarm going off, and he had me grab my work clothes and phone and took me to his house nearby to help me get my head clear before changing and going to work. 
What had happened was the furnace was not properly cared for, and there was a lot of gunk blocking the pipe leading outside, and the house was slowly but steadily being filled with carbon monoxide. It didn't take long to get better once I was able to breathe clean air, and although I was a bit woozy, I managed to work as much as I could. It wasn't a long shift, about three or four hours, and my grandma was the one who picked me up. She said my dad got home not too long ago and they managed to clear the carbon monoxide off the home pretty quick, and my grandpa was scolding the heck out of my dad. Sure enough, when I got home, my grandpa was ticked at my dad and, to my surprise, his sister was also there, scolding him as well. However, he was not once remorseful over what happened. He was annoyed they were getting on his case. Even when they tried to hammer in the fact that there was a chance I could have died, he simply scoffed. Well, he didn't, so stop making this a big deal. I did move out of his place very quickly, thankfully. A few months after the carbon monoxide incident, my job unfortunately burned to the ground from an electrical fire and I had the choice to either carpool to the next nearest location of 40 minutes away or find a different job. I chose the latter and my grandma, mom's mom, offered to move me to her town as there were far more job opportunities there than where I was living at. Of course, my dad was not happy about that. He went to my account, to which I now know he did the usual entitled parent thing of having the account be a joint account so he could get in without my permission and took a huge chunk of money. His excuse was the rest of this year's rent. My grandma tried to find a legal way to get the money back, but since it was a joint account, we were told he technically didn't break any law, though I'm certain that the person who said that was wrong. And while I was packing up to move, my dad constantly told me how much of a disappointment I am, how I'm the reason my parents got a divorce, how I deserved all of the abuse and bullying I got, and that nobody likes or tolerates me. My grandma did put him in his place, but that just escalated to where he told me he wishes I was a miscarriage. Although I regret not talking to my grandma about cutting him off then, I had no idea back then you could even do such a thing. That was the beginning of me slowly going low contact with him, only talking to him whenever I had to. Sadly, I think there's two main ways you end up turning out from having an experience like this growing up with somebody who treats you like that, and that is you either essentially turn into the next generation of them because that's what they're trying to turn you into so you can survive, you know, cope with the way that they're treating you. Or you turn out like OP and you cut them off and probably could probably use like therapy. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely in crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.